Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello again. Welcome back to The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast. This is episode number 74, and I'm your host, Jan L. Burt. Of this podcast, if you're new here, is just a deep dive focus on God's promises, kind of getting the promises of God into the people of God, which is, quite frankly, where they belong. They don't belong somewhere else. They're not for the faraway, vast reaches of the universe and not for you. Oh, no, my friend, they are for you. And that is why I do what I do on this podcast. So today, um, we're going to be talking a bit about... Uh, just kind of a actually a whole psalm of promises that God has given to us. And this is a good one. This is a big one. This is one that is, um, it's been life changing for so many people for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. It's a real like winner, winner, chicken dinner kind of a hunk of, um, of God's word. It's just like a big hunk of it, right? Like this is the meat and potato stuff. If you want to know how to do the Christian life, that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, guess what it is? Psalm 91. Okay, so there are a lot of promises that God has made to us, given to us, like, you know, the day-to-day stuff of life. He's holding these out to us for our daily living. This isn't for just like the future, just for the big stuff. This is for every day. And we find them all in Psalm 91. So um, I have a friend who lives in the wonderful state of Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes, probably more than that. And she has said many times, she's told me this psalm is like her life psalm. She prays it. She believes it. And uh, you better believe when she says she she praises and believes them, she really does. So uh, Sarah, kind of giving a nod to you today, my friend. So thankful for you and um, excited about talking about your probably favorite piece of scripture today, Sarah. So uh, she's a living testimony to how powerful this psalm is. You could do a Google search and find all kinds of stuff about Psalm 91 that would just literally, um, it, it can be like overwhelming how much God has done in answer to this amazing hunk of promises in his word. So, and it's very unique because of everything that he gives us all in one amazing package of a psalm, okay? So, I can't think of a more timely passage from the Bible to grab hold of. I just can't think of anything more timely right now as we are just in about the second week of September of 2021. This is timely. This is our word for right now, okay? I need you to think in that in that mental, get in that headspace right now before I even read it to you. So um, I need you to do more than that, though. I need you to make a decision that you're going to absolutely believe what Psalm 91 says is true, because it is. At this moment in time, at this point in history, this is when you are living on this planet. So this is your moment to believe, be, to believe, to be believing God's word. Okay, so um, this psalm, it's ideal. It's ideal for right now. 
And it is so, so needed, not just for you, but for your children, for your spouse, for your coworkers, uh, for, uh, I could go on and on and on, your aging parents, whatever the case may be, this is needed, okay? So this is for right now. When I say that I want you to believe it, I really mean like lean on it, depend on it, rely on it. If I say like, oh yeah, yeah, I believe you, I believe you, I trust you, I totally trust you, but I am unwilling, I am doubtful about proving my trust in my belief, then do I actually trust you? Uh, No, not really, no. Unreliable trust is not trust at all. It is like, basically, if you boil it down, it's worthless. So God's word is not like that. But if we don't rely on it through thick and thin, if we fail to believe it, then we forfeit its surety. And it is sure. Why on earth would a follower of Jesus ever, ever want to do that? Why would you want to ever even think about forfeiting something that's like, it's like gold, right? It's our, it's everything that we need as believers. Why would we ever want to forfeit the everything that we need? You don't want to do that. So don't forfeit the surety of God's word. Don't ever forfeit anything that God died to procure for you, right? I mean, he, he, Jesus died to procure certain things for you. Freedom is one of them. The assurance that God's promises are true. Every promise is yes and amen in Christ Jesus our Lord is what the New Testament says. So let's not forfeit anything. Um, If you can hear kind of the passion in my voice, uh, boy, I'm after this today. God has put this on my heart and I have been praying so much today. And there is something amazing that happens when you pray God's word out loud. And so as I read this over you, know I've also been praying this over everybody who will listen and I am believing God to do the miraculous, the supernatural, to do the impossible in your life and in my life, simply because we take him at his word, what Psalm 91 says. So, um, you know, when God makes a promise in his book, the Bible, just believe it, just simply believe it, and then live as if you believe that it's true. The old saying goes, the proof is in the pudding. The proof of the pudding is in the eating, in the tasting. The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the quality of the food. Not really in its appearance, not in somebody's braggadocia about this amazing thing that they made. It's when you taste it, when you eat it, that's where the proof is, right? Um, So the proof is in the pudding, not looking at the pudding. Let the proof of God's promises be in the living out of your belief of those promises. The proof is in the pudding of your life. Stand on God's word. It's firm. It can hold up under the weight of you and anything you're carrying Don't, um, or don't stand on it. And if you don't, you're going to be living your life on very shaky ground. So you kind of got to choose. The proof is in the pudding, but you've got to, you've got to taste and see that the Lord is good. If you're going to actually know that his word is true. If it's, it's, if it's firm enough to stand on a firm foundation, then you have to stand on it to know if you never set your foot on it and lean your weight on it, you won't know. You won't know, is it a flimsy wall that's going to topple over or can I lean on it and rest on it? The only way to know is, man, to get in there and let it prove that it will do everything that it says that it will do because no word of the Lord will return to him void. And remember, remember, when everything else is gone, burns up, is stripped away and will not last and it won't, the word of the Lord will remain. The word of the Lord will remain forever right? That the flowers fadeth, uh, the word of God endureth forever. It will never not be. And so this is what we want to lean the full weight of our life upon. Okay.
wow, that was a lot of commentary as like an intro, but uh, I'm, I'm serious about this. This is a big deal, this psalm. It's a big deal. So as I read it to you today, just think about whether or not you really do put your trust in the God who makes the promises that we find here in Psalm 91. Lean the full weight, all of the varied aspects of the entirety of your life directly upon the Lord, who is completely unable to not keep his promises. Think about that. He can't not keep his promises. Psalm 91 from the Amplified. Here we go. I'm going to read all of it. 16 verses. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no enemy can withstand. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust with great confidence and on whom I rely. For he will save you from the trap of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you completely, protect you with his pinions. I'm going to read that again. I I dropped a word. He will re- he will cover you and completely protect you with his pinions. And under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall. You will not be afraid of the terror of night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of the destruction sudden death that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but danger will not come near you. You will only be a spectator as you look on with your eyes and witness the divine repayment of the wicked as you watch safely from the shelter of the Most High. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil will befall you, nor will any plague Come near your tent, for he will command his angels in regard to you to protect you and defend you and guard you in all your ways of obedience and service. They will lift you up in their hands so that you do not even strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he set his love on me, therefore I will save him. I will set him securely on high because he knows my name. He confidently trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never abandon him. No, never. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with a long life. I will satisfy him and I will let him see my salvation. Wow. Okay. And those last few verses are God. It's in quotes. It is God speaking back to the person who trusts in him, who knows his name. Okay. And the little header above this Psalm in the Amplified Bible, it gave it this title, security of the one who trusts in the Lord. Yeah. Okay. This is an enormously timely passage for us in light of current world circumstances. So uh, let's just, let's just run through this. Verse one, whose power no enemy can withstand. Look, this Psalm can feel like a bit of a stretch in our current world, a big stretch. Like Jan, yeah, hello. Do you really believe this? Come on. Have you seen what's happening right now? Wake up. Check out the news. Get real. Do you really seriously believe this? Yeah. Yes, I do. I actually do. Well, are you one of those folks who don't even like think that COVID is real? No, I'm not. Uh, I know people who've died from COVID. I've had COVID. I am not in denial. I know how real it is. But I'm also not in denial because I believe that God is who he says he is and God will do what he has said he will do. And did he not say a whole lot in Psalm 91? Yes, he did. Uh, Maybe I believe this more now than ever before. Like I seriously live daily believing 
Psalm 91. So um, does it feel like a stretch? It can, but if you really believe the Lord and his word, all that stretch just kind of goes away. Does that make sense? Like it's not a stretch anymore. Verse two, we have got to trust our God with great confidence. We have to trust him with great confidence. We can't be, um, like if we're going to say, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust with great confidence and on whom I rely. We don't want to say that with like, oh my God, on whom I rely. No, no, we've got to trust him with great confidence. Who else you got? As Peter said, you hold the keys to life, Jesus. To whom else would we go? You hold the keys to, to death and hell. You're going to go, is there anybody else who can take care of you better than the one who defeated death and hell? Absolutely not. So this is why we trust our God with great confidence. We don't have a plan B because we don't need a plan B. We have the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Okay, verse three, uh, why are we going to rely on God? Well, here's why. Let me list some very good reasons. These are really good reasons. I am going to rely on the Lord Most High, and I hope that you are going to trust him more and more and more day by day by day because he's going to save us from the trap. He said he would and he will. He's going to save us from the snare that our enemy sets for us. And we have a lot of enemies and we have an ultimate enemy in Satan. The Lord in Psalm 91 verse 3 has promised that he's going to save us from the snares and traps that are set for us. He will save us from the deadly pestilence. That is what it says. He will save us from the deadly pestilence. He gives us refuge and safety under his wings as we draw close to him. We rely on him because his faithfulness is a right now present tense shield and a right now present tense wall. Got a better place to go in these days? I surely don't. Danger will not come near you. You will see it like a spectator, like one watching from a place of complete safety. Okay, hold on a sec. Hold up there. Hang on. Does anybody listening know of any other God, like a little G God, who makes claims like this? No, you don't, because it just isn't possible. The one true God, the Lord God Almighty, the God of all of heaven's armies is the only one who can make promises like this. And if he makes a promise, boy, betcha by golly wow, he keeps it. He keeps it. Only the Most High God can do all of these things that he has said he will do. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. He will command his angels regarding you. And what will God Almighty command his angels to do? And they're powerful warriors too. They're not just floating chubby fat babies, cherubim type things. They are mighty, mighty warriors. Uh, he says that he will command them to protect you, to defend you, to guard you in all your ways. It goes on to say, you will tread upon the lion and the cobra. They will be trampled, trampled. Okay, not like gingerly stepped over or ooh, cautiously avoided, trampled under your feet. That This right here, this is why, this is why we rely on our God. Okay, so a frequent question that you hear um, just in, in general today in regard to so many things is, uh, what's your Why? Don't forget your why. Remember your why. Write out your why and then you'll know why you're doing what you're doing and it will help you through the sluggish moments and you know, build your side hustle, um, help you to 
uh, keep going when college classes get hard, whatever. Like, what's your why? Okay, I'm sure you've heard it. It can be a great motivator, right? That's why it's so catchy and people use that phrase. It, it can also bring a lot of clarity to, you know, our decisions, all our stuff, why we do what we do with our life. Well, Psalm 91, this is our why. This is our why. Why we rely on, why we lean upon, why we trust fully in our God. Okay, I'm going to read verses 14, 15, and 16 once more. Those are the tail end of the psalm. And this is God in quotes. Okay, so this is God. God is saying these things. He is saying them to you. So I want you to listen to what God is saying to you right now. Verse 14, because he set his love on me, therefore I will save him. I will set him securely on high because he knows my name. He confidently trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never abandon him. No, never. Verse 15, he will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. Verse 16, with a long life, I will satisfy him and I will let him see my salvation. Ah, uh, wow. Wow. That's what God says to you. And what do you have to do to be on the receiving end of all these amazing, huge, massive benefits, blessings, promises? You just do what the rest of the psalm says. You just believe. You just rely on him. Know that this is true for you. This is a win-win. This is a win-win. The only thing you have to do is do what you're supposed to be really good at doing as a Christian anyway, and that is believing. That is believing. I'm not telling you to muster up some man-made faith. I'm not saying you've got to go fake it till you make it. I'm saying you just say, do you believe? If you believed on Jesus for your salvation, believe him for this because this is what he wants to do. And now, now is the time that he wants to do it. Now is the time that he wants to do it. Okay, so um, I have this little prayer group. Um, not really little. It's pretty. It's pretty great. Um, in uh, online on Facebook, and we've done some different things, prayer retreats and things. And you know, when I started it, I was like during um, August of 2020 and just praying before. You've probably heard me talk about this before. Praying before we went into the new school year, just talking about some things of what prayer is, praying for one another, and did another prayer retreat in the spring of 2021. Um, I post in there occasionally and I pray, oh, I pray for these women in the group. They stay in touch with me. They pray for me. They pray for one another. Uh, we share things in there. Uh, it's just a prayer group for women who really do believe that God answers prayers. He hears us and he responds, right? So here the Lord lays on my heart, the Psalm 91 for the podcast. And then the Lord lays on my heart to just start going live in the prayer group once a week from now into the end of the year talking about one verse just talking about what the verse says let's just kind of dissect it and say what do these words actually mean and then praying it over the group members and wouldn't you know there's just 16 verses one a week it it works out that if we start um let's see about september 10th we will finish December 31st. Imagine that. We'll finish at the end of the year. And I'll probably be going live in there on Thursdays, maybe some Fridays um, throughout the end of the year. I might take a week off because I'm probably going to have to go to uh, Mayo in Minnesota and have a surgical procedure done. Yay. Praise the Lord. So excited about that. Uh, could really change the course of my life. And I am thrilled about it. If you would pray for that, even a two second prayer right now, you'd bless me. You'd bless me that it will be successful and that it will just turn things around completely. But here's the thing, guys. What I also sense the Lord saying is, I didn't start this prayer group for those other reasons. I really started it for this right now. 
people need people need to know that there is a God in heaven who cares about them right now, right now in the world that we're all living in and then in the individual smaller microcosm worlds that each of us is living in. And there is a God who cares. So if you want to join us for that, I want you there. I want you there. You can, um, I'll put the link in the show notes. You can also just go to Facebook and look up Praying Through the Storm online prayer group. Some people don't have Facebook, so um, I may work on a YouTube channel and sharing videos there so that you can share it in other means. But I'm telling you, we have got to get after just kind of like, you know, we've got to grab hold of the Lord and say, I'm not letting go until you bless me. That's all the way back in the book of Genesis. I'm not, I'm not, I don't care. I don't care what happens, Lord. I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. This world is hurting and times are scary for a lot of different reasons, for a lot of different people. I don't have to politicize anything. I could just say that. And you need to know you could go to the Lord in prayer and he will respond. And Psalm 91 is just, what's better to pray than this? This is transformational. And does it not fit right now? You know, like, um, if the shoe fits or if you watch Toy Story when your kids were growing up and the cowgirl Jessie said, if the boot fits, if the boot fits, I'm telling you, then it fits. This psalm fits. This psalm fits during a global pandemic that has just changed our lives irreparably in so many ways all around the world to, to be able to have a psalm where God promises that he will take care of you in the midst of the pestilence and the plague. We need to be praying that, and we're going to be praying that. So if you want to join us there, I want you there. We're going to pray these verses, pray God's promises, his living and his active word week by week by week. And um, keep in mind, this is the Lord's plan. Like I said, I didn't plan this out. It's like I was, okay, I had another idea for the podcast. Nope, do this this week, Jan. Okay. And then I want you to start doing this in your prayer group. Okay. And now after I tell you all that, look, go ahead and count out how many weeks are left in the year. Isn't that interesting? So we can end the year, end the year praying God's word and believing remarkable things from Psalm 91 as we go into the next year. So um, it's, it's just amazing to think about what God wants to do and who he wants to bless by just praying his word. So I want you to invite people to be in the group as well. It's not spammy. I'm not selling you nothing. It's just like my podcast. It's just um, getting the promises of God into the people of God. So, uh, but let's get them into as many people as possible. Okay. So we're going to spend our fall focused on Psalm 91. And this isn't lengthy. Each, each session will be way shorter than my weekly podcast. It's not lengthy. It's just effective, right? Because James tells us that the, um, The prayer of a righteous man is effectual, effective. It should yield results. So we're going to expect there to be good results from this. So we're going to end our year well, because that's how we start the next year. And we want to start next year well. I cannot think of a better plan than to just pray through the fall, wrap up the last day of the year in prayer, and just lean fully on the most high as we start 2022 in a state of like total trust and deep and abiding belief, which is what, you know, 16 weeks of praying this psalm. Yeah. We're, you know, who doesn't want to start a new season of life with deep and abiding peace? And if you pray this psalm and you have deep and abiding belief, oh yeah, you're going to have deep and abiding peace. You can't have one without the other. So that will be the result, the guaranteed fruit. Okay. So will you join me there? And make Psalm 91 and its promises the truest thing in your life. 
in your family's life for the remainder of this year? I hope that you will. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Go to Facebook and search Praying Through the Storm online prayer group. Um, When I get a YouTube channel up and going, I will share that. Uh, I'll add you to the group right away if you want to join. Feel free to invite your friends, your loved ones. Let's do this together. Let's pray and believe Psalm 91 and let's rock our worlds with the promises of God. I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening today. And next time I'll be back for episode number 75. But before that, starting probably tomorrow, like Friday, September 10th, I want to see you in that prayer group. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.